by your leave, dear Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. During the penitential season of Lent, the seven penitential psalms occupy a worthy place in our prayers. The Miserere, Psalm 50 or Psalm 51, depending on how the numbering system uh, appears in your Bible, is one of those great, great prayers in which we acknowledge that it is God in his mercy that frees us from sin. It is God in his spirit that can make us clean and holy. It is God in his love that can keep us steadfast. And so after so many worthy confessions, it's worth praying for ourselves and praying for others already repentant, those not yet repentant, that we take upon our lips these words, these holy words, and pray for a clean heart, pray for a steadfast spirit. How many times did our Lord, in encountering someone who was ill, did he ask, what is it that you want? What is it that I can do for you? The blind man didn't say, I don't mind my blindness. I just want to be able to sleep at night. Can you help me with that? He wanted to see. Did a lame man ever walk up to Jesus and say, Lord, would you please get me a new pair of crutches? These old ones are just killing me. No, he wanted to walk. We want to be well. We want to be healthy. We want to be strong. What sinner approached the Lord and said, Lord, I I really don't mind my sin. It's just the guilt that I would rather do without. Can you help me with that? No. And so, Lord, we approach you, aware of our sins, cognizant of your mercy, overwhelmed with grace and love. And we say to you, we want to, we want to be well. Don't just prevent our sins from happening. Don't just curb our tongue or stop our thoughts from going a particular place. Change us. Heal us. Give us a clean heart. Take the stony heart that is inside of us and soften it. Give us your heart. Give us your thoughts.
Give us your affections. On our own, it's nothing which we would ever dream of acquiring. If we thought of what we can accomplish on our, on our own, with our own efforts, we would despair or be reduced to laughter. But with your power and your grace, that can do anything. We know that you who so desire to live inside of us can dwell in our heart and in our mind. When the Lord forgives us, he wants us to know for certain that we are forgiven. That needs to be so indelible, so clearly known to us, as never to be called into question. The Lord, after his resurrection, could easily have established a system whereby Christians repeat a particular formula and know that they are forgiven of their sins. But he did no such thing. St. John the Beloved, in his letter, makes it very clear. If you see someone committing a sin, pray. Pray that they be forgiven, and they'll be forgiven of their sin. But not if it's a mortal sin. There's a difference between venial sin and mortal sin, and mortal sin isn't something that's just taken away by a prayer. All sin is wrongdoing, but not all sin is deadly. Those exact words won't appear in your RSV or your King James or your Douay Reims. But that's what St. John tells us. Pray to be freed from venial sin. The deadly sin, that's an entirely different conundrum. Isn't it possible that the Lord knows, who knows everything, knows that we who are so wrapped up in our sinfulness, so overwhelmed with our wretchedness, we would not believe that we're truly forgiven. We would wonder if we were sorry enough. We would wonder if we were worthy of his forgiveness. Or we would fret over some little scrupulous detail that make us think that maybe I said the prayer the wrong way. No, our Lord and Savior wanted us to be so convinced that we are forgiven that he gave that as a responsibility to the church, to the apostles and the priests, so that you can hear someone who represents God say, I absolve you from your sins. It is a fact. It's not a hope. It's not just a wish. It's not just a desire. It's a fact. And knowing that we don't have memories like computers, we still have moral certainty over what I said, that I was contrite, I confessed it, I was absolved, it's forgiven. Over and done with. It's a great privilege for priests to be able to be ambassadors of reconciliation and to say those beautiful words. 
then if we truly are convinced that we are forgiven and only if we are truly convinced that we are forgiven it is salutary it's healthy for us to remind ourselves of our sins not if we are going to beat ourselves up not if we are going to worry and fret uh, over whether or not our Lord forgave us if that's settled it, it is beneficial to us that we remind ourselves of our sins. The devil will want us to feel guilty for the sins that have been absolved. So don't fall for that trick. If I know it's a sin, I was aware of it, I confessed it, I was absolved. When I think of that sin, it should make me joyful. It should make me grateful. And it should make me humble. Because I know that if, it, if it's not for God's grace, his mercy, his spirit, his love, I'll go right back and worse. And so we remain steadfast. We remain firm in faith. Convinced of God's goodness. Convinced that God fulfills his promises. Convinced that God loves us. That is an activity on our part, to remain steadfast in that faith. We have to bring, actively bring to mind how we know that God is good, the good things that God has done. And unshakable in that faith, we can be then just as equally convinced that he can change us, that he can make us well. St. Therese can be even more grateful for not having sinned. And gratitude for the Lord having removed that stumbling block from her, recognizing it in hindsight. Can we even imagine that gratitude? Because we are already overwhelmed with gratitude and having forgiven us from the times that we have stumbled. And so like children who are firmly in the grasp of our mother and father, walking between them. We know that even if, even if my feet fail, even if my knees buckle, I'm not falling. We beg the Lord to Take his dwelling up inside of us. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and strengthen me with thy spirit. 
I will teach the unjust thy ways, and the wicked shall be converted to thee. Deliver me from blood guilt, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall extol thy justice. Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall declare thy praise. For if thou did desire sacrifice, I would have indeed given it with a burnt offering, but thou art not pleased. A sacrifice to God is an afflicted spirit, a contrite and humbled heart, O God, thou shalt not despise. Deal favorably, O Lord, in thy good will with Zion, that the walls of Jerusalem may be built up. Then shalt thou accept the sacrifice of justice, oblations and whole burnt offerings. Then shall they lay calves upon thy altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall, world of God.